today on our second episode of Aquarian Insights, I wanted to talk about the influences on our health and what really makes us ill. These factors can occur on any level of our being, whether it's spirit, mind, or body, and they precipitate into our physical body where we experience illness, and which is why on our first episode, I wanted to spend a significant amount of time discussing sort of the different levels of our multidimensional anatomy because illness can begin at any one of those levels. And to me, this is a pivotal conversation at this time, as in order to get well and live optimally, we have to understand what pushes us away from our natural healthy state of being in the first place. So I hope you guys all enjoy. So today we're talking about the influences on health and the interplay between the inside and outside forces within us and around us. As we begin to understand that health is multidimensional from our previous post, we can start to discuss the various influences that affect health on these corresponding levels. Again, nothing occurs in isolation, so if there is an issue on one level, in our body's effort to heal, other factors can arise on that level or on other levels. We must consider that multiple factors can contribute to ill health. Many of my patients come in with multiple diagnoses and multiple solutions, yet are no better than when they started their healing journey. This is in part because the diagnostic labels merely signify a constellation of symptoms rather than the primary cause of the problem. Secondly, many issues that impede healing are never addressed, as there is a sole focus on the quote-unquote diagnosis rather than the whole person. Lastly, many of the interventions are ill-timed, as we can have the correct intervention at the wrong time, or worse, the intervention itself is impeding healing. Rather than seek a constellation of symptoms to fit into an established diagnostic criterion, it is important to ascertain the primary cause of ill health, on what level it develops from, and if there's any blockages on lower levels that prevent healing, and what those factors are. By looking at all factors involved in the external and internal environment of the patient, we can form a healing plan that gets to the foundational issues. Let's begin by discussing some of the influences on our health at the different levels. And so I want to start on the physical level. And on the physical level, we are dealing with structural imbalances, biochemical deficiencies, toxin exposure, and our microbial environment primarily. And so when we start talking about structural imbalances, those are it's often the first factor we have to examine. And that can include poor occlusion, spinal misalignments, fascial adhesions, visceral issues, faulty respiratory patterns, and poorly healed injuries. And this becomes very important because these structural influences can impede the flow of blood and lymph, decrease neuronal transmission, affect proper breathing, and alter tissue oxygenation, which ultimately all impede healing, not only to the musculoskeletal structures, but also to the organ systems. And these structural imbalances are often more prevalent nowadays because of poor diet, which we'll get into, but also just lack of movement, too many surgeries, all of these different things and how we develop and how we move through life, we start to collect these structural imbalances, which is a major influence on the physical level that's 
often not dealt with or dealt with not in the context of everything else that's going on with a person. From structural imbalances, we move to biochemical deficiencies. And these deficiencies can be mineral deficiencies, specific nutrient deficiencies, or cell salt deficiencies. And a deficiency in any of these often creates a lack of the fundamental building blocks that hinder efficient mechanisms in the body to work. And from there, we can also look and see if there's a need for certain enzymes or different cofactors and different processes in the body, different vitamins or hormones. And while biochemical deficiencies are not always the most urgent, this is where most of alternative medicine resides. And this can be very helpful for most as we all have deficiencies due to a lack of quality nutritious food and a chronic exposure to environmental pollutants. However, these deficiencies are not often the primary cause. So if this is the only thing we treat, we'll get stuck. And more often than not, these biochemical deficiencies are a downstream consequence of other factors, either on the physical level or on some of the higher levels. Another factor that affects us on the physical level is toxin exposure. And this is something many of us are aware of as they're an ever-increasing challenge within our daily lives. It is important to remember, though, that if toxins are identified, we also need to ensure there are no other factors, for instance, structural imbalances or biochemical deficiencies, that would impair a potential detoxification program. And this is something that I see a lot in alternative medicine circles is an abundance of focus on toxins without a full context of the person and a lot of detox programs are given and different things are done, which can be very, very helpful. But if there's deficiencies or other things affecting us on the physical level or even on higher levels, this makes any kind of detoxification program really difficult. And so when we're talking about toxins on the physical level, the big ones that we're all facing these days are man-made chemicals, especially glyphosate metals, and those are predominantly aluminum, lead, and mercury, and atmospheric aerosols. These all have a massive impact on our physical well-being that can also affect the higher levels as well. Lastly, on the physical level, we always have to look at the microbial environment and its influence on our health. And so we have to look at the internal microbial environment, but also the external microbial environment in our homes, in our offices, everything like that. Our internal ecology is imperative to our health and understanding the life cycle of all the microorganisms and the roles they play allow us to foster a symbiotic connection with our microbiome. Too often we're told, oh, this bacteria is bad or this one's good or we need more of this or less of this or whatever. And the reality is all of these life forms inside of us, they work on a very specific life cycle and will be in certain excess or deficiency depending on other things that we have going on inside of us. And so when there is an imbalance, certain microbial elements produce endo and exotoxins within the body that can have a deleterious effect on our health. And so the real goal is not elimination of these microbes, but rather a reharmonizing and an understanding of other factors involved to ascertain why they're prevalent in certain forms to begin with. 
So rather than using antimicrobial herbs or antibiotic pharmaceuticals or all of these different things, we have to understand why the body is in a disbalance. And that goes into understanding the other things on the physical level. Is it because of a toxin exposure? Is it because of a structural issue? Is it because of a certain deficiency? And then also to looking into the higher levels. So as we move up into the energetic level and start looking at influences on the energetic level, we need to consider electromagnetic stress, allergies, and internal energetic disturbances on or within the body. So first and foremost, electromagnetic stress. It's really the most ubiquitous factor of ill health in our time. And the reason why it goes unnoticed is it because it lies outside of the range of our perceptions or our five senses cannot really pick, pick it up. And so the exponential growth in chronic diseases and the shortening of our health span has directly coincided with the proliferation of electromagnetic devices that use increasingly penetrating frequencies that affect our health and our body. The most important sources to attenuate are from cell phones, laptops, smart meters, and Wi-Fi routers, as they are in the closest proximity to us in our daily lives. We have to also consider other sources of EMR within the home and outside of the home, including ground current issues, geopathic stress issues, and certain other things above and beyond our devices that can negatively affect our health. So electromagnetic stress has extremely harmful effects on its own, but there's a potent synergy between electromagnetic radiation, toxicity, and resultant pathogens that needs to be considered when looking holistically at all factors. So again, we have to take into consideration all of the levels when someone comes in with something. So the more metal someone has in their body, the more prone they'll be to be negatively affected by electromagnetic stress. The more metals they have in the body and the more electromagnetic stress they have, the more disturbed their microbial internal ecology will be, the more likely they are to have certain types of chronic infections. And all of these things play together. So dealing with one thing is not a pertinent use of a patient's time and resources. And it's really important when it comes to electromagnetic stress to understand that it has a multidimensional effect on all levels of our system. And often patients experience altered thought and emotional patterns and a discordance within their energetic system when chronically exposed. So some people will say, oh, you know, my cell phone or my Wi-Fi doesn't affect me, but they have anxiety, depression, all of these things kind of on a mental, emotional level, and they just haven't connected some of their physical symptoms to this. So another influence on the energetic level is allergies. So when we're looking at allergies as a factor in health, it's important to recognize that they can stem from foods environmental exposures, but also from emotionally charged situations or certain people. And allergies are a perfect example of the effects multidimensionally on our body because they always begin as an energetic phenomenon, altering the configuration of the structured water within and around our cells. They alter brainwave activity and the function of the autonomic nervous system. 
It is only subsequent to these energetic changes that we experience allergies on the physical level due, due to cytokine and mast cell activation, which triggers adrenal hormone secretion. And then we say, oh, I'm allergic to something. But the initial phenomenon is an energetic phenomenon that happens way in advance of the physical phenomenon we experience. And so when we can desensitize the energetic level to the allergic phenomenon, the symptoms that present on the physical level cease. And so the last major influence on the energetic level is energetic disturbances within our own bodies. And so just as we can have disturbances on the energetic level outside of our body, we can have energetic disturbances within the body that often go unnoticed and they become a problem because they can often really impair our health. And so the most common energetic disturbances within the body is often from scars and scar tissue from injuries or surgeries. And so scars not only affect the physical myofascial structures within the body, but also the light conductivity of the microtubules, nerves, and meridians on the energetic level. There can also be a dysfunction within the intra-organ meridian systems autonomic and spinal ganglia, spinal membranes, and fascial planes. In addition to scars, we must consider any metal within or on the body, such as metal implants, whether it's a hip replacement, shoulder replacement, or metal in the mouth. Jewelry, watches, piercings, and tattoos all potentially cause energetic disturbance. And what this can mean is we can have issues from a piercing, a tattoo, a scar present on a distal site. So sometimes a cause of our symptoms or something that's really hindering us getting better is something distal from the site of the symptoms we're experiencing. And so it's very, very important to look at all of these energetic disturbances in the body as things that can interfere with our healing on an energetic level and then downstream into a physical level. So as we move up from the energetic level, we move into the emotional level and the mental level. And the mental and emotional levels are most often where chronic illness originates. And so in recovering from any chronic illness is imperative that these factors are assessed appropriately and healed in order to create lasting outcomes. And one of the major influences on this level is unresolved emotional and mental trauma. And so unresolved emotional mental trauma from our own experience or those close to us can create a decoherence or blockage in our energy fields and organ systems. Decoherence in our energy fields provides opportunity for other energy structures to fill the void created by the trauma. Blockage prevents the optimal flow of information down to the energetic and physical levels that really inhibit health. Resolving these traumas is an integral part in someone's health journey, as often when the trauma is resolved, we bring coherence to the patient's energetic structures and there is no longer a higher level imperative to maintain other energy structures that are not our own. And so one of the keys in healing is understanding the role that emotional and mental trauma play at precipitating injury. 
And that's why we really have to take a multi-dimensional approach. And the other major factor on this level too, that sort of supersedes our thoughts in some ways is limiting beliefs. And so most of our limiting beliefs we carry with us stems from the influences during childhood or during our interuterine period. These limiting beliefs are subconscious in nature and not perceptible to our conscious thought processes. And these beliefs often get reinforced throughout our lives via traumatic experiences. And so an integral part of healing is transforming these limiting beliefs into liberating ones and in doing so, creating health. All too often when someone recognizes limiting beliefs and tries to transform them by repeating certain phrases or thoughts, they actually can be destructive as they have not taken the proper steps to remove the limiting belief and associated traumas first. And so on the mental and emotional level, this healing is vitally important, but it has to be done properly. Right? And so we can access these things kind of on a mental, emotional level with certain techniques. And we can also work from the ground up too. But acknowledging that these things play a pivotal role in our physical symptoms is a priority here. And lastly, as we move up from the mental, emotional levels into the spiritual levels and the levels of creation and look at these influences... It's really on the higher spiritual and creation levels. We're dealing with limited spiritual understandings. And oftentimes we're dealing with guiding influences from source or from God. And when we're talking about limited spiritual understandings, this becomes very important because this can create downstream mental constructs that are deleterious to our health and well-being. And so if I think on a spiritual level that life is about punishment and I have to be sick because of a myriad of different factors in sort of how I see things spiritually, well, then that's going to for sure precipitate down onto physical levels. In addition, if we do not allow ourselves to fully actualize our spirituality, we deny ourselves the ability to heal and grow at the highest levels of our being. And so really, we are spiritual beings in many, many real tangible ways. And so if we don't acknowledge this and work on healing this part of our multidimensional anatomy, we'll always precipitate ill health on lower levels. And lastly, at times in our lives, we're given certain lessons or reminders from God. And this can often be perceived as quote-unquote illness, but rather it's a message from the higher levels. And we've all had this experience where we've pushed too hard in life or neglected certain things in life, and we're sort of given a gentle reminder to slow down, and oftentimes that comes as illness. And so acute awareness of our spiritual selves is key to discern what is a message and what can be attributed to another factor. Understanding the levels of healing and acknowledging the influences on our health on all the different levels are imperative to begin to understand how and why we can become ill and what that truly means. So instead of looking at a collection of physical manifestations detected by our senses, 
and categorizing them into a disease, we can begin to recognize the influence on our health and the interplay between them and the levels of our being so that can we, we can work towards optimal health. This often requires we shed many learned behaviors and thought patterns that we have been conditioned into from special interests and a reconnection to our inner selves and our environment. And when we can do this, the natural state of health that is within all of us can shine through.